Welcome back to Adventure's Edge, Heroes of the Veil, episode 26. Hello. 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 26. Mm. I know. That's a lot. It's pretty good. All right. We're making, we're making progress. Mm-hmm. On, our, on our way to 100. I feel like there's a lot of talking last episode. There was. There was a lot of talking. I mean, it is a talking type game. Yeah. Yeah. People want to <laughs> listen to us talk. I mean, we can do the Dead Air episode. <laughs> you know, if I ever just like that way to get they recorded, so here's an hour of dead air. No, 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 that's not. Do a couple that, of cla- like sounds effects, you know, <laughs> once in a while. That's not what I mean. I mean, apparently, I am feeling kind of stabby right now. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! I mean, <laughs> something's awakened in me. I don't know why. I can't even Maybe it's fathom. Have we gotten shining in this inn? Yeah. <laughs> it is on a hill and there is a garden. Over if Zinni starts oh saying my. red rum, we got a problem. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy's out. If that yeah, happens. I'm out too. Everybody runs. Trunk There's a maze out. in the back. What's this all about? Oh. <laughs> Trunk will be oblivious. I'm out hanging. <laughs> yeah. There's the, the, the fox, the wolf, and the, and the <laughs> sheep hound. <laughs> Ignore the fact that the, the wide shots don't match up at all, but that's okay. It's <laughs> well, all right. It's okay. Mm. All right. Mm? Well, what? We haven't had some deep cups in a while. No. I've been kind of promoting that. What? That, that we do the deep stories and deeper cuts. Oh. Oh, do you? Yeah, I've been, I've been playing around with that as a tagline. Oh. Because we <laughs> seem to be doing some of these <laughs> deep cuts. <laughs> There's things like... Oh, yeah. Thanks. I'll say this much. Last episode, I feel like we moved forward. You know, we got some stuff done. We were productive in a way of checking the boxes. I agree. I yep. agree. Should, should, we, should we recap Yeah, I think those we should. boxes? Yeah, we got to remind people. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so this is how it goes. When a Nixie gives you a gift basket, take it. <laughs> no questions asked. <laughs> It's lovely. The best fruit you're you're gonna have, and surprisingly, I thought Nixie wouldn't be really into giving jerky selection, but did that that uh, pepper tur- jerky top notch. So we head down the rip. Now we're a bit suspect that the goblins are going to be uh, retaliating because we kind of left them in a mess. So we go back and we find out. Sure enough, we hear some mumblings. Um, Zinnia hears some mumblings in the cave, and so we head back towards the statue. There are no shows. Rude. Cowards. Rude. So then we head back down to the village. We, we haven't even been there yet, but we introduce ourselves. We find out that the horses are gone. Oh, someone stole them? Not. Actually, the villagers were kind enough to bring him up to the inn. So we drop by Ross's. Great guy. Best beer you're going to find. It's been a long time since I've had a good owl. We uh, stopped there, warned some people, and then we head up to the inn. And Zinnia and, uh, and Tommy, they really do all the talking. I sit down, find some new friends, um, take my boots off. Apparently, uh, my dogs were, were howling, and 
I'm not really up to the social structure of what happens in buildings of this elegance. And I, I took off my boots and that was a bit taken a little bit <laughs> differently than I thought it would. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, that's where I am. But we we warned the people we, in David's Rest, and we yep. warned the people up here at the at the inn. Yep. And uh, yep. Seville, you talked to Seville. Oh yeah, we did. We talked to yep. We talked to Seville and let him know that he needed to to move on down. I tried to coax him; it did not work. Mm-hmm. So Tommy threatened, and that worked. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, jumped over the the weir and. Uh, Moved on down, moved on down the river. When fish hear Tommy's name, they tremble. <laughs> I, I, when you said move on down, move on down, all I could think of is like the whiz. Move on down, move <laughs> on exactly down. That's exactly what I was going for. Road. Yeah, that was, you got the reference. I did. Yay. If there's anybody young listening, look into it. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> uh, and so now I think we were going to talk to the collective, the farmer collective. Is kind of where we yeah. were. They seem to be having a, hay, a good time in the corner there. Yeah. The old timers. I mean, mm-hmm. Hal had suggested that you go grab your friend. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If he's Which? Trunk. Oh, you, yeah. you told him you left a friend out in front. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I will fly out and grab Trunk. Yeah, I didn't remember that he had And said see that. if Trunk okay. wants to come inside. I mean. Tell him the ceilings are high why? enough for him. Um. Just to join the party and maybe have a drink and you can sit down. I see. Um. It looks like there's a cat sitting on this this sofa over here. Maybe you can join the kitty on the sofa. There's a number of cats, yeah. Mm. Do you like cats? I'm I don't know. Have cats been around in hey, the right. deep hollow very often? They're soft and they make purring noises. You might like them. You should come find out. I mean, are there tame cats in in the woods or are they just all feral? Where you come from? I yeah. mean, to be honest, I don't know the difference we don't, <laughs> in we real life, We actually don't too. really have cats. No. And actually, um, yeah, I'm not a... Fairies don't really like cats. Oh. I would think, yeah, fairies and cats oh, yeah, probably don't mix. Like you're a bird. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but Trunk might get along with cats, and so... Hmm. What are you saying? Well, I mean, they're not going to try and eat you. We don't know that. I'm... Yes, I'm pretty confident. But they are uh-huh. cats, so they will try to think of a way to murder you. Yeah, it's they're always thinking that. <laughs> I'll think on that. <laughs> uh, well, I will make my way to the farmer collective. Oh, well, after after I invite Trunk in, yeah, I will. I will come join you with the farmer table. Okay. So, Trunk, do you respond to Zinnia's coaxing? Uh, he's thinking about it. Okay. Then Zinnia zips off and, uh, okay. And Tommy walks over to the collective there. Uh, collection of men and women. So there are plenty of women in the room at this particular table. It, it, you, you get it that this is like, um, uh, like five graybeards. Oh. Kind of like, you know. They, Boys club. It's a little bit, a little bit. They've been, they've been probably the longest around. Sure. It's like 6 a.m. at a McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. You got that table. It's like going to a Corvette show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They think this is a regular. Sure. They, yeah. They, and, and they're, they're probably a, a mug or two already in, but the night's young. Sure. 
Well, hey there, gents. Oh, well, 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 well. Yeah. Hey there. Yeah, well, on, I could tell you were uh, maybe dropping them eaves when I was talking up here at the at the bar. My name is Tom, so uh, or Thomas. Um, just wanted to talk maybe about uh, our reward. Uh, we uh, were responsible for taking care of the river, and uh, we fixed that part up. I'll come. Zip, I'll come flying in and land on Tommy's shoulder and say, "I'm Zinnia." Yep, this is my friend Zinnia. I helped a lot. A primary role. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, and I'll recap just so you know we don't have to go over it again. But I'll recap our exploits at the Goblin Cave and with Unda, and um, we'll say so. Uh, yeah, so. Maybe some hostilities uh, from a physical nature uh, from the goblins, but uh, I feel like uh, we'll stick around for a day or two. Uh, I'm not sure that they'll be realized, uh, but we do have that outstanding reward uh, that I would like to collect. So, that, I mean, they, they'll introduce themselves. I don't sure. Know. It's... Like, yeah, that's Crimble and James, Hugh, Leonard, and Edmund. You know, just kind of go around and uh, you get a sense that uh, uh, old man Crimble is kind of like, his beard's the longest. Sure. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we, you know, we already, we already pitched in the pot. Yeah, we're here to collect the pot. Yeah, well, you need to talk to the, you know, the head of the collective. Well, your beard's the longest there, Grimble, right? Grimble, Grimble. Uh, I assume you've already talked to... Uh, yeah, that, the lady that we talked to in the beginning. I think that's what he's saying, that we have to go back to What's-Her-Face. Yeah, I was hoping to get her name. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Big Head's mom! Yeah, he's Big Head Ben's mom. Mrs. Cog? Yeah, Mrs. Coggs. Mrs. Coggs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we can go collect there. Um... Since I imagine you are uh, probably your voices carry some weight, uh, I would uh, uh, I would advise maybe getting the militia up to get ready to potentially uh, defend the town because we'll stick around for a day. But you know this isn't our home. Um, so uh, what do you you think these uh, goblins are going to come cause a ruckus here? I don't you stir know. The pot? Well, we did a job, let's be clear, and uh, and I don't know what the goblins is going to do, but I feel that being prepared is probably the best course of action. All right, well, we can definitely, um, you know, put the word out, send a few runners, and we don't we don't have uh, like a a force. We've got half a dozen volunteers. A couple of them are just. Cogs' kids, but well, I mean, far we, be we've it. We've all seen a thing or two. Yeah, for, I mean, far be it from me to uh, tell you how to take care of your city. Um, but maybe putting a few more men or women together for, as a fighting force might be advised. But I'll leave it to you. Um, you do as you see fit. All right, well, you are. Take a load off here and tell us more that so you, you know, we give us the story. 
he, um, he, I already did. He did that. Yeah, he, I just kind of... kind of... Okay. I just lost over it. it. I feel... <laughs> Tommy said it three times already today. <laughs> I didn't really want to go over it. I just again. wrote out the, the synopsis and uh, you can go over it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got to dash. Uh, so I appreciate the offer, but uh, we're not really, not really here to hang out. We're just here to collect our horses. Nice to meet you all. I have a question. Uh, what's your question, ma'am? So. Is your organization operate like turkeys? T- turkeys? Yeah, like a seniority is decided by length of beard. <laughs> uh, is it? <laughs> it's not. It's not maybe super polite. <laughs> oh, okay. I can explain it all as we boogie, <laughs> if, if you would like. I but think. yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is where I'm going. <laughs> Can I touch your beard? I say to the guy with the longest beard. Hmm. He looks really uncomfortable with that. Like, oh. why, you want to touch it? Sure, you can touch my it's beard. It's magnificent. <laughs> he loves it. I mean, we all know it. People with those long beards, they just don't let people not touch it. They sit there and groom it and, you know. Do For they? Reason. No, they do not. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't yeah. I don't think that's a... Long beards, you know, and they braid it. Yeah. Yes, they themselves, not here, come mm. fluff my beard, you random weirdo. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do he it. He said okay? Do it. You know what? Why not? Okay, I go and I stroke his beard. I stroke his beard. She asked. I did. I didn't just go do it. I asked him. That's true. You I did. I asked him. Yeah. Can I put a little braid in this part? Um, I, I, mm, I don't think I need a braid. Thank you. It would look nice, though. All right, Zidia. <laughs> I, I think it's time to go. Okay. Thank you for letting me touch your beard. It's very lovely. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, not gentlemen. Your wife but, must uh, be very happy. Trunk, <laughs> tr- tr- do you wonder in at all? Are you- um, you know, I imagine I might have finally started debating it. I'm not an inside person. There's things to watch out over town. Maybe I come closer to the door and then I hear the beard talk and I go, nope, I'll stay outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. All right. So I'm ready to head out. Okay. Well, I right, see so you. I'm just talking apples with my friends, my new friends. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, we, they're eager to talk. There's, uh, I mean, a lot going on there. I tell them a little bit about what I've been doing. Uh, yeah, because it's, um, you, you meet Carlos, Farron, Dolan, and Briefix. Oh, very, pleasant. Very and you find there, like, you, you don't get a lot of time to talk to dwarves. No. And you were raised a very particular way in a, mm-hmm. like this rural, non dwarfing community. Yeah. And you had no idea, like, the traditions that you were raised up in, because it's, you're like, these these people feel very foreign to you, even though you speak the same tongue. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're all about, uh, I mean, they, they're growing their apples, and, and they, they don't have the, how to tend the orchards, and they're very excited, and they're talking about local gossips, and... Do they mention anything about their, like, I asked something about, like, so how is how are the temples down there? Are they be, being held up? Are you... Uh, that now uh, the temples. Yeah. We've got. A, I mean, there's a small chapel in town. Oh, yeah. We we have a little little 
little chapel for Totobras, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, very nice. But you know, it's a, we don't. I mean, we don't have anything lavish. We're small. We're a small community, but sure. we're very popular. We get lots of people coming to to see our apples, and oh. we ship them all over the, the the kingdom. Do you have one kind of apple, or do you have different kinds of apples? Uh, we have over a dozen. Wow. Oh, oh yeah. We, do and you do have any apples on you? I would feel like people who try to be, you know, talk about their apples would bring apples for people to taste well, instead of just talking we, about them. We we came here to, to, to talk shop and see the roses. The apples really aren't quite in, in harvest just oh, yet. Oh, I'm sorry. But um, you should come. You should come down to I, I will come and visit. It sounds like a very lovely it's a, place. It's a beautiful place. After I come and try to save the world, perhaps I will go and visit your, your Save village. the world? Yes. Uh, yes. Really? I'm one of those guys. I'll, oh. fl- I'll fly over and I'll... <laughs> I'll say, Tyrone, it's time to go. Oh, oh yes, this is my friend Zinia. I'll Hello. introduce all of them. Uh, oh, she's so one of my party members, and we go on adventures together. Oh, your adventures! We certainly are. Are you freelancers? Are you for hire? Um, yeah, yeah. For, for, yes, we love adventure and we love coin. Who does? I mean, I do. I'm not going to speak on Zinia's behalf. I mean. They also have beards. Oh. Uh, they don't. They don't. They don't have beards. Oh, my goodness. Now this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the humans over there have bigger beards than the dwarves? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they oh, none of them have beards. Oh, no beards. No beards. Yeah. Oh. Not even like unshaved for a day, just clean shaven, huh? Uh, well, they, I mean, some of them have some mutton chops. Sure. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, that's not a beard. No. No. In okay. Fact, most dwarves really don't. Have the beards that that's true. That is true. Yeah, he's. I don't have time to shave every day. Okay, but anyways, uh, these are my new friends. They grow apples. They're they're <gasps> from a, a southern town, and we're going to go visit after all of our adventures. They've invited oh, us to try their apples like, out. Well, we want we want to hear what you've been up to. If you want to spend time to talk about it. Oh, we we don't have time right now. We have to. We have some work to do, but. We would love to visit later. I like apples. We are for hire, yes. Um, well, always good to know. Always yes. good to know. Sometimes troubles troubles come up, you know? I think we're pretty good at our job. Great. We are great at it. Yeah. Well, it's nice meeting you all. May uh, Tobras bless you and your apples. And uh, I hope to run into you sometime soon. I'm a great wizard assassin. Yes, yes. And you are. <laughs> Wizard assassin? Yes. That's unusual. I'm surprised you haven't heard the name Zinnia yet. You uh, need to have uh, like a Zinnia the. The, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Zinnia the Blade or something. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh. Just wondering if they're like, wait, do you mean you assassinate wizards or you are a wizard who assassinates? Like, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's part of the mystery. Like Vlad, like Vlad the Impaler. You need something like that, you say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe Zinnia the Impaler. <laughs> mm. She does do some impaling with that little little pointy yeah. thing of hers. Yeah. She is a fierce wizard um, assassin. So when you hire her, you better be ready to... Uh, Put your money behind your mouth because someone might die. Anyways, we'll <laughs> okay. see you now. Bye-bye. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. As I'm putting on my boots and tying them, lacing them back up. All right, time to get down to David's rest again. They seem nice. <laughs> Even though he didn't hear any of that, somehow Trunk is just so happy to be outside. <laughs> 
We've miss, done it. You're missing out. We've escaped the in. <laughs> Zinni really wanted to explore that in more. It seemed fascinating. It looks, and there's a brewery up here too. Which it's is, a brewery. There's a lot. There's a lot of people. It's true, so, but we made we made a plan to to guard the town of David's rest. What would happen if I if I took a rose from the rose garden? Don't get you a rose. I can get my own rose. I would just yeah. do my little, uh, you know, I've got my little spell, my um, <clears throat> acquire spell, cantrip. Oh, would it pl- like you? Okay, like like pluck a rose with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, it would be, you know, some people might think that was rude, but you know, whatever. You know, you probably wouldn't think so. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Acquire a rose. Acquire a rose on the way out and put it in Cinnamon's mane. Okay. Um, um, so we, I would like to acquire the horses, non-spell related, non-spell related, <laughs> and uh, give Shep a good head scratch on the way out, and okay, head back down towards David's rest. All right, then you. Um, you, yeah, you scratch the dog, and you guys are just getting getting out in front of the uh, the stables, getting ready to head away. When you hear a shout from inside the inn, oh no! It's a good thing we got out of there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we gave them their chance to, you know. Yeah, we sure did. Um, followed up by what sounds like some people possibly screaming. Okay, well, <laughs> just we... looks. What did you do? Wait, <laughs> hey, you know, I know I say this a lot, but this really wasn't me, Trump. <laughs> I'm not out here. It's unfortunate that the co-op they really don't have a whole lot of fighters. Yeah, yeah, it seems like they could have probably taken care of this problem themselves. I guess if we wait long, long enough, there'll be room in the end. That's true. Wow. Wow. Hey, bro. I'm just joking. We should probably go back and help. Uh, All right. I mean, we, we've we already, already got the horses. Trunk shakes his head and just goes in to find out what the screaming is. <laughs> we've already got Oh, now the... you enter. But before, being social, that was, but you hear screaming and you're there in a second. So, I mean, I'm yeah. a cleric who heals people, so yes. <laughs> Zinnia will also fly back to the uh, inn. Reluctantly get off nutmeg and Corda, come on. All right. I guess we're just going to leave the horses here again. Yeah. I'll tie them oh, up to no, a rose bush. <laughs> a rose bush. <laughs> don't eat. So watch them just pull away and yank out like all these bushes. <laughs> don't eat. <laughs> the horse is just munching on the roses. <laughs> Do not eat the roses. You look at me, cinnamon. <laughs> Nutmeg's not my problem. No. And I go inside. Nutmeg likes donuts. All right, but it sounds like Trunk was taking the lead to go potentially running back to the end. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with, um, let's see, you guys are here in the patio. You come running up. So it looks like Trunk, you've kind of run up and you're just about to the entryway. And yeah, you hear some screams and um, somebody comes running out onto the porch and sees you, screams, <laughs> and then goes like diving down into the roses and then screams again because he just made a mistake there. You think it was one of the patrons. Oh, what do you do? So he 
burst out of the door, saw me, screamed again, and then yeah, it was like uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it was a per- it was just a person. It was one of the people that you saw hanging out on one of the couches. Like he apparently was fleeing from something. Saw okay. you. You scared him by just being you. All right. So so long as it looks like he is running away from something, he was running away fine. from something, and now he ran away from you. Yeah. And then um, he dove into the the roses and is regretting that decision now. I will have my weapon in hand. I will mutter iron skin on myself, and then I will burst back in the door and see what's going on. Okay. You're just gonna go like ten feet in. Um. I mean, I'll go in far enough to get a decent view of what's going on and try and see why people are screaming. So if that's 10 feet, sure. If that's my full movement, then I'll do that. Okay. Yeah, you see, uh, you, yeah, as you step in, you see a, a handful of people getting or running in your direction. And you see the, presumably the barkeep behind the bar and he's kind of spun around and, uh, he's pulled out like a large cudgel from under the bar and you hear some screams from the room, like behind where the, the main bar is. And then a, uh, the door kind of kicks open and you see goblins streaming out of the kitchen. Um, and I guess that is going to be your turn since you cast a spell and, uh, stepped in. So do you say anything, do anything else verbally? Um, I guess I'll look at the goblins and go, oh, just on time. Um, the rest of you, to the sides, you are here for me. <laughs> all right. And just uh, gesture with my spear at them. All right. You, you, yeah, you shout out that and in your commanding voice and gravel beak locks eyes with you and yeah, points in your direction because he recognizes you. You still have rocks in your hair. That's a good question. How is he looking? Gravel beak. Is he still look injured? Mm-mm. Okay. No, I mean, it's been all day. Yeah. I mean, you got hit with a few boulders. So like, I mean, you also were pretty close to crippled and you're doing dandy, sir. Well, I was fine. Magic. Okay. Well, magic. I didn't know if they had a magic healer. Priest of some sort. Okay. Then, um, what do you, uh, Tommy, what do you do? You hear trunk has kicked in and shouted some stuff. Yeah. So I will move, uh, I'll double move and draw my sword. Okay. Then sounds like you can go running in, get beyond trunk with your sword out. And yeah, you see, you still hear a ruckus going on back in the kitchen. It sounds like people are getting injured and yeah, like, it's all these goblins are coming out of the kitchen. Sure. Darun. All right, Corda. I'm going to cast Acid Ma on Corda. And she's going to run in, and I'm just going to double move in after grabbing my hammer. She can get a pretty close there. She's just double moving. So she's got 50 movements. All right. So she would move right there. And then I will be behind Trunk. So Corda has leaped into the room, charging all the way across, even past Ooh. Tommy, within like 10 feet of gravel beak, snarling acid. And uh, Darun has come running in, and he's just behind Trunk, it looks like, where the three um, well-dressed women um, are looking frantic and getting ready to dart for the door. And then uh, Zinnia. Um, I will do mage armor and then move in. Just to my side, is that a woman in a red dress or a bleeding corpse? 
Because it's one of those two. Both. <laughs> the red dress was because oh. of the bleeding corpse. <laughs> That's it a was red. a white dress. It's a red dress. <laughs> okay. And that is it for me right now. All right. Then it is the goblin's turn. So they are going to run amok. Um, I'm actually going to start with... So Sliver and his crossbow out. And he turns, he sees Hal standing there with his um, cudgel out, and he's going to take a shot at Hal. And that is going to be a hit. So a crossbow bolt bears itself into Hal's shoulder, and um, he yells in pain. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. All right. That is not good for him. Uh, so, yeah, Hal takes the blow, but he is clearly injured. All right. And he kind of staggers back a bit. Then, yeah, there's, there's quite a few of these. You see, we'll do Gravelbeak. Gravelbeak has kind of locked eyes with all of you. And despite all these various patrons getting ready to kind of flee, uh, he's just going to step up and take this really beautifully carved two-handed club, and he's going to attempt to brain the acid mod Corda. Corda's got a really good AC, doesn't she? Um, not great. I mean, 16, that's good for a wolf. That is going to be a, um, a 19 to hit. That hits. All right, so he just slams it down on Corda for 10 damage. Just like, blam, kind of dropping her to her, to her knees for a moment, or <laughs> to the ground for a moment as she takes the blow. And that is what he's going to do. All right. You see this... Um, like a, definitely a younger, big-headed goblin right behind him kind of laughs at that, and he's going to leap. He's going to come forward and leap onto this table. Would that provoke? Oh, running by Corda? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? He will acrobatics that unsuccessfully. So sure, Corda can, Corda can take a snap at him. That's uh, 15. 15 against poor Grabo. Uh, that... Where's, where? dang it, there's too many people. Pretty sure Grabo is just the naked one who runs around naked, so it's <laughs> natural armor. They call him old no armor Grabo. <laughs> no armor. All right, that does not hit. Oh. Does not hit. Okay, then uh, he leaps up on there and he's going to actually take out a dagger and he's going to just throw it at Tommy. Oh. And it just goes flying across the room. Ineffectually. Okay. Then more will emerge. All right, you see another one come running out. And um, one runs up next to Gravelbeak. And so she's got a quarterstaff. And she is going to also attack Quarter probably here. Mm. That's a natty 20. Hmm. But it does not confirm... So that is going to be, uh, well, it's still, so it's max damage, so it's going to be uh, seven damage. Okay. Ouch. As she also smacks <sighs> down fiercely onto Corda. Okay. Then the others in the back are going to continue finish attacking the patrons in the kitchen. There's patrons in the kitchen? Oh, no, sorry. The workers in the kitchen. Okay. Not patrons. Wrong word. I'll just reveal this to make it easier. And it is now Trunk's turn. Going to go say hello to Gravelbeak. So Trunk charges across the room next to Corda, 
Stepping up to Gravelbeak. <laughs> that is a nat 20 to attack him. Oh, dear. Okay. Give me a confirmation um, check on Gravelbeak. Plus six is 24 to confirm. That is a confirm. So max damage on your third die, and then roll your second dice. Um, so I think my lance is a times three, or is it only a times two? I have to go look. I have times three written down, so I assume that I got that from your documentation. It would make sense as spear is times three. Okay, then. then, then this yeah, is so, about to hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, so yeah. Um, uh, 25 damage. What? Ouch. Holy cow. <laughs> I told you to stay in your cave. I shrug. <laughs> That is brutal. It is not his day. So you got just go charging up and like impale him, just like right into him. And he looks down in complete, just abject surprise as blood spews from his stomach, where your you, yeah your spears left a gaping wound. I'll just add: if all of you flee immediately, you can go. Um. Otherwise, they'll be cleaning for a long time. <laughs> you. I mean, he's obviously in shock, but you also see a degree of blind rage there. So we'll have to see what he does. That's... I feel bad for the children. You will never sire. <laughs> um, you hear the kid, the, the, the younger goblin on the, uh, uh, on the table, just kind of shout out and, and goblin. I don't know if anybody speaks that. No. No goblin here. Okay. Barely speak common. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, uh, whew, Wow. Uh, uh, Tommy, uh, I will step up the one that uh, was on the table, the yeah. one that threw the dagger at me. So he's unarmed, correct? Well, he's not unarmed. He's he's holding a club. Oh, okay. So he's got a club in one hand, and then what he did is he threw. He pulled out a dagger and then threw a dagger. Sure. You can uh, see he has like a little brace of daggers, like th like the throwing type. Okay, he was the one who laughed at Corda's pain he so, did yeah, yeah so. like you tommy grabo if there's anything near him there's always a weapon nearby yeah. <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah uh i'm gonna attack him with my sword all right so you oh, step up oh man that's not gonna hit that's a that's a 10 does not so you swing low and he kind of like definitely hops over your blade what's uh what's the offhand situation for fighting take a negative four because i've got my my brass knuckles on too so and I don't have a shield. Attack without any kind of feet. Well, it, it would affect. Well, to do two weapon fighting it affects both of uh, your attacks. Yeah, I'd be a minus. Oh, yeah. Two. He, well, he, without the feet, it's actually it's like minus eight. Is uh, it eight four? Like, yeah, like, or four eight without the feet. I think. Okay. It's well, to look it up. in any case, uh, I guess I missed old Grabo. All right, uh, Darune. I mean, so Korda is, you know, in her attack mode, she's going to take a five foot step over there by gravel beak right. and take a bite. No, it's going to miss that one. I'm sure like it's eight misses. An eight does miss. Yeah. Um, and then I am going to make it over to Grabo and let's take a hammer to Grabo. And that's going to be an 18. Uh, that hits. And that is going to be, ooh. Um, that is eight points of hammer damage. It's hammer time. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of damage to poor Grabo. My turn. 
All right. Um, geez, Louise. Okay. Yeah, you just like smack him in the side of the thigh, and he shouts in pain. And like you, I mean, you heard like like a bone crunch in there. Nice. He's he's gonna have some trouble walking away from that. Uh, Zinnia. All right, I will fly forward. I can get to there. Well, that's not exactly where I meant to go. We'll just go here instead, so I'm not on top of the barkeep. And then I am going to um, actually magic missile. Nice. Oh. At Gravelbeak. Love it. Oh, wow. Okay. Rolled a hit. Wait. No. Doesn't <laughs> need it. Oh, magic missile. So that's four and five. So nine damage. So you pelt him with magic energy, just like it kind of spins him around. I mean, he just, I mean, the tide turned for him so fast. Kind of like your first encounter with him. <laughs> like, this guy's no slouch. <laughs> Somehow I don't think he's going to get round or like a third chance to figure this out. <laughs> um, and not the way things are going. Okay. So now I am going to have the various patrons and staff doing stuff, but I don't want to have to like move 30 different pawns. So assume that everybody else in the room is moving. Um, the, the old guys are kind of repositioning, taking cover. You can hear um, this priest over there, like doing some some enchanting. the The bards, one of them actually starts. He kind of steps back and actually starts singing an inspirational tune hmm. to the. You know, it's a, like a it's, a it's a ditty you're all f- familiar with, and, and you find it remarkably inspiring because he does inspire courage on you, giving you a plus one to attack and um, weapon damage. Primal apparently came to the tavern and taught these people this song. <laughs> yeah. And then this cloaked figure, who nobody really had paid much attention to, leaps up from this couch. that was She was sitting there alone and does this really kind of impressive, like, double hop onto this little table and then onto the center table, 10 feet from Grabo, pulling out a um, composite longbow in, like, this perfectly fluid motion and sending an arrow towards Grabo. Oh. Oh. I think she just killed Grabo. <laughs> Old Grabo. <laughs> well, we hardly knew ya. Man. That's a I just rolled another natural twenty. Kinda wish the dice would just be consistent. Um Wow, that's amazing though. And that is a confirm. Holy crap buckets. Okay. Yeah, that is also arrows are times three. It's like aren't he's they? about to grabo his they last are. breath. They are. Hold no armor, Grabo. <laughs> <laughs> Although he rolls. Well, but still max damage yeah, on the first okay. one. Yeah, and then I rolled two ones. But that's still, um, uh, it's still like 12 damage. Grabo doesn't have that many hit points left. So he takes the arrow in the throat. I didn't expect this guy to go out that way. Uh, he takes the arrow in the throat um, and like just stands there trying to say dad or something like that dad you think so that's what it kind of sounded like and then okay. he falls off the table to the floor oh my well it's family and business and uh, gravelbeak just rages like just shrieks out in anger and uh, anguish is he realizing he should have just left the fish alone at this point yeah yeah <laughs> um 
nobody else is joining the fight on your side yet, but you can see there are some various patrons that have like pulled up like knives and things, but they're kind of looking scared. Um, you hear that the chef is still engaged in melee combat with one of them back there, like hacking away with a cleaver. <laughs> Good job, chef. And we got Gordon Ramsay back there <laughs> helping us Actually, out. You know what? I'm going to have this one come out because this was their episode. What are you? A stupid sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot oh, sandwich. Idiot Actually, sandwich. I like the symmetry because uh, Grubby is the, um, the goblin chef and he's also got a cleaver. So it, it's like, I didn't even plan it that way, but it has turned into a mono a mono cleaver fight as they're just like hacking at each other and throwing sausages and creating chaos. Throwing, throwing sausages. Yeah. It's, okay. I it's a feat. You didn't know that? <laughs> Sausage throwing? There's 1,300 feats. I didn't get to that one. We're, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm thinking in the same line as you. Okay. So it's, it's like, it's, like a, it's a kitchen fight. You've seen it. Uh-huh. That's exactly. Yep. Very specific. It's a one d four damage. And you staggered. <laughs> yeah. Sausage throwing. Yep. It's well, you can you can hit him with it too. You don't need to throw so, it. But yeah. yeah. Of course, it's hard salami. Yeah. Because Did soft you? salami wouldn't do you any good. Right. Wouldn't do it. You, you can fight with the the salami in Baldur's Gate. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah there's like a hole. Yeah. So if it's good in Baldur's Gate, yeah. it's good. It's every amazing. tabletop. Baldur's game Gate there is. has plenty of salami. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, then, um, oh, all right. Well, let's start with the archer who he sees Zinnia. Uh, he thinks, yeah, thinking that he's not realizing how badly things are already going for them, but he recognizes that little fairy. He tried, <laughs> I think he tried shooting at you or maybe he was the guy that was shooting at, uh, Darun. He's going to take a shot at you though. Uh, that is only going to be a six. To hit you though. That does not hit me. Do, 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 do. Oh, 17. Still 17 miss. Still miss. Okay. okay, so he takes a shot. Mage armor. Mage armor. Then the one with the quarter staff is actually gonna run up next to Grabo and kind of crouch down and cast a spell. Like kind of like like slides down and put a hand on Grabo and cast a spell. Then that leaves Gravelbeak and Mocha. So Mocha is going to Mocha. Yeah, Mocha. it's a little bit. I I was thrown by that. Mocha's gonna run. Well, the camp barista. He's gonna get a run through and get up next to Trunk to assist with uh, Gravelbeak, and is going to. It's a spear. All right, so it's a spear game here. And it's going to thrust their spear at you. That is not going to be a hit. So Gravelbeak, he's not, a, he's not thinking rationally. So he's just going to kind of blindly attack Trunk. That'll be a 19 to hit you. He will bounce off of my metal skin. Oh, the worst. <laughs> hey, at least I'm letting him attack me this time. <laughs> Okay, then, um, oh, and we've got, we've got Bam and Octet. We'll see, no, he'd finish that person off. So he's going to come running in, and he's got a mace looking for, uh, he will come running in. He will leap over the back of this chair at this bard and try attacking the bard. Ooh, and he will hit the bard. Um, oh, like hard, upside the head, kind of dazing them. They don't go down, though but they take a lot of damage. 
And that is the goblin's turn. And it is now Trunk's turn. Um, feeling mean. So I will like direct eye grapple beak and then oh, no. shift as though I'm going to attack his son. Oh no. And just pause just enough of a beat to make him concerned. And then, yeah, I think I'm going to attack the sun on the ground. Oh my gosh. Um, that is a, uh, 25 to hit. Gosh, that's dark. Uh, for 16 damage. Um, you weren't really sure if her spell had brought life back into him or not. It all happened so quickly. Yep. Didn't pause to look either. Yeah. When your spear basically pins him to the ground and comes away with just the last probably of his life's blood coming out of him. Uh, how much damage did you say? 16. Oh my gosh. That is so awful. I feel dirty right now. Um, okay. Yeah. You don't think there's coming back from that. And just to kind of make it worse, I will like, as I'm retracting the spear, I will drag him across the floor oh from the cleric as well. <laughs> And I'll just look at him again. You should have stayed home. Okay. Okay. Tommy, I don't, I don't know. You, you just bore witness to that. Yeah. Uh, so I'll fill the space that Grabo has exited. <laughs> um, and uh, I'll, t I'll attack the one with the quarter staff. Okay. So. I'm just. I'm gonna put Grabo's body on the table. Um, that, that's fine. That way we can just. Yeah, and I'll fill out right there. So you basically step up. You're adjacent to Grabblebeak and uh, and Golda. Uh, no, Mocha and Golda. Grabblebeak yeah, is north. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So that's a twenty-two to hit. That is a hit. And I'll do. Nice minimum damage. Uh, so that is nine damage. Okay, to the one with the spear. The one with the quarterstaff. The quarterstaff, the one that tried to heal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, you just like, I mean, you, she doesn't go down, but you seriously injure her. Um, pools of blood are going everywhere. Darun. Corda's going to try another bite at Gravelbeak. Come okay. on, Corda. Please, Corda. All right, and then I will step up. Here and I will go to attack that one there. Did you get that ping? Okay, that's so the mocha one. Mocha, the one, the one with yeah, with the mocha latte. I miss. Okay, Zinnia. Um, I will do a splintered spear at Sliver. The only one with the bow. Mm -hmm. That is a. Mm, that is a ten. That does not hit. Yep. Okay. Um, then we're going to do the, uh, the staff. So Hal, with the uh, arrow still stuck in him, is like basically saying, not my bar. And he will go running up to Sliver and try to hit him with the, uh, his cudgel there and misses. This mysterious archer who has joined the fray is going to shoot at the one with the quarterstaff that Tommy just attacked. 
oh, and misses. So that arrow goes wide and kind of flies back into the kitchen. All right. The chef, actually, this was a close fight. <laughs> they exchange, third round of exchanging blows. They, they both suffered pretty bloody injuries. But you guys see Grubby stagger back with the cleaver stuck in his forehead, his own cleaver dropping from his hands, and he collapses to the ground. And you hear him saying, my kitchen. <laughs> Good job, Gordon. <laughs> I've named him Gordon. I think that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. All right. That's his name. I will, I'll add him. Add him. Gordon the chef. Have you heard the tale of Gordon and Grubby? <laughs> <laughs> the greatest conflict ever, ever known. The battle took ages. <laughs> Does he get extra Michelin star for that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, give him a bonus hit point or two. Um, okay, then it is the goblin's turn. So we'll do this. Um, the bard is going to have taken, they're going to take a five foot step back from this uh, bam with the, the mace here. He is not going to pursue the bard. He's going to hop onto this table and then hop onto the center table and then come around to get a bead on Tommy and try to bring his mace section on Tommy's old cranium. Sure. Natty one. That is going to miss. All right. Does not confirm that. So yeah. So basically apparently he was off balance, swings wide and splinters the top of the chair next to you. Cursing. Uh, Golda is going to take a five foot step and it's going to cast defensively on Gravelbeak. Oh, and biffs that spell. So I get to attack? Um, no, she just loses her spell. Sorry. Okay. So the spell just like vaporizes, unable to heal her commander in chief. This is not good for them. Uh, Mocha will surround it now. All three sides. We've got Tommy, Darun, and Trunk. He's looking frantic. Well, I don't even know. It's going to stab a Darun. Mm, that's not going to do it either. 17? Nope. Oh, man. Um, Sliver is going to maintain his bow. He's going to take a five-foot step back from the from Hal, who's wildly swinging at him, and he's going to shoot at Hal and miss. Flies, takes the top of a wine bottle. Wow. Miserable time to be a goblin today. I think that leaves gravel beak. Gravel beak. The enraged gravel beak. Um, I can't imagine what he's going to do. <laughs> There's lots of I mean, options. <laughs> you know what? Here's for you, Trunk. Oh, oh that's a natty two. I mean, it's a. He is such a big, powerful foe. I feel so terrible that he's not being able to. The lesson him. is revenge might feel good at the moment, but it just will fade away and you'll just build, be alone with nobody else. Yeah. He's, he's weakened and not thinking clearly swinging mm-hmm. wide. Mm-hmm. We, we really feel sad on this side. I, yeah, I thought this was gonna be a little worse. All right. Well, trunk, it's not over yet. Well, I guess we will put family blood back with family and stab gravel beak. Oh, um, that is a 21. That 
in fact, hits Gravelbeak. Uh, 11 points of damage, then. And he is, at the very least, unconscious. He goes down. I will just take a five foot to stand on top of his body and point the lance down at him. I really recommend the rest of you get out of here. Give me an intimidate check. I mean, and I'll, I would definitely give you some background bonuses here. <laughs> Somehow, I only rolled a four on the die, which is a nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you have some things going for you. They are pretty hyped up. So you think that they are maybe just kind of in this, they've been ebbing themselves up, and now it's almost just this blind, we're just going to... Frenzied state. Frenzied state, yeah. Mm. So we'll see if they can break through because they might not even realize that most of them are already dead. So Tommy. So that is, that's a 19. Against the staff person? Um, No, no. Against the one who's on the table now. Oh, okay. Turn. I think that's a critical. Yeah. For the arming sword, it says 19 to 20. Okay. Is that a critical then? So then uh, roll to convert. Um, confirm that five plus nine. So that's 14, 14 against bam. That does not confirm against him. So you just, so you, for in this case, you just roll regular damage. It was a crit threat, but it's not confirmed. Okay. And so it's not even maxed. So that's 11 damage. Holy cow. Okay. He's pretty tough and he takes it, but not, yeah, you just, yeah, you stab him. He's gushing blood now too, but he's got some life left in him. Can I move a five foot step without mm-hmm. provoking? Mm-hmm. I think I would like to get out from in the middle. So right over here. Okay. All right. So you get out from between him and Mocha. So you're basically by Darun, uh, whose turn it is. So how Darun just jumped in right over on, right on top of Mocha. Huh? I think someone moved Darun. Oh, yep. None. Sorry. Um, well, I mean, oh, 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 okay. There we go. That piece is moving everywhere. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. So your day room wants to do what? I, uh, first of all, Corda is going to make sure, uh, Gravelbeak is unconscious and, uh, chew at, uh, Gravelbeak's throat. Just, just. It's done. Chew on him. Uh, okay. So he hurt her to the point where she's just angry about it. All right, yeah. so just roll an attack because otherwise, if you did a coup de grace, that would technically provoke from. <laughs> but I mean, it's and you can't... Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's like a uh, that would be a an eight and eight. Yes, that's what I yeah, eight. Oh, yeah. I just she can't bite anything. <laughs> okay, well, so she's going for his throat, and he's he's actually wearing pretty good armor. Hmm. So even though he's completely inert. She basically just starts digging into the armor mm-hmm. and doesn't quite get to the fleshy bits. So then Darun is going to to uh, going to take a step over here and get in line with would be flanking with Corda from Mocha. So that would have provoked from Mocha. Um, yeah, Mocha and Oh, Bear. because oh, yeah. I walked past. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. But if I can take a five foot step. Right. Yeah, and basically be between them. That'll work. Okay. That's going to be a 20 unnatural on okay. Mocha. On Mocha. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Spear person. That definitely hits. With a hammer. 
And that is nine points of hammer Ooh, damage. Goodness. All right. Mocha is also severely injured. Zinnia. Okay. Zinnia is going to fly up a little more. And I'm just, I really want to hit this silver. So I'm going to try the splintered spear again. That's an 18 this time. An 18. Against sliver. Sliver does not hit. Are you kidding me? No. Now he's, that is particular. He's actually a nasty little dude. Oh, fine. So he manages to duck. Your spear shatters off the, the side of the fireplace. Okay. Okay. Then Chef Gordon, <laughs> just angry and bloodied, will stalk up behind Sliver with his cleaver. And uh, he does not hit, but he gives a good swipe. Just as was, I said, get out of my kitchen. And uh, yeah, that's Is gonna, that how Gordon Ramsay sounds? I don't know. I don't know. I can't do it. I'm not going to try. Do you have anything, Tommy? Any? No, no. Oh, okay. I can't do a Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> no. An angry Englishman. Scottish. And Scottishman. Oh, even. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Even when my voice isn't messed up, yeah. I, I don't do accents. Sorry. It's not the show that you should be here for. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The bars keep playing. And um, this priest guy is going to come running up. He's kind of looking, assessing. You guys haven't really taken a lot of hits, though, have you? They have tried, but I mean, (laughs) yeah, yeah, we've all been hit equally. All right. He's going to just kind of stay out of the fray. uh, And your mysterious archer friend is going to take a, it's going to take a shot at Golda. And that will be a hit. And Golda will also take an arrow to the neck and go down. Oh, wow. Nice. So that leaves Mocha, Sliver, and the one with the mace, right? Yes. I think I heard Bam was the mace guy's name. Yeah. (laughs) Bam, Sliver, and... Mocha. Mocha. Yeah. And they're all... Sliver's the only one that is unhurt. Um, Although Hal actually is going to try to double-team Sliver um, with his club and will also not hit. I mean, they're trying... Um, then we're going to go ahead and we'll do the two here. So Bam's standing on the table, basically is adjacent to Darun and Tommy and is going to try to club Tommy. That's not going to be a hit. And then Mocha will stab at Trunk. That's not going to be a hit. Gosh, miserable performance. <laughs> um, Sliver will again, take a five foot step back from Gordon and Hal. And will this is not going out for him. He doesn't still gonna provoke from Gordon, even from well, no, he's around the corner. So he won't provoke. He's still gonna actually he'll shoot at Hal again. Gosh, 93. The dice are taking at this point. That is the pathetic efforts of the goblins. They don't even realize they're they're all dead yet. Alright, um Trunk. Um so right adjacent to me, this is another goblin, correct? Correct. Well, as tempted as I am to finish Gravel Beak in front of all of them for sure, it looks like the healer is no longer going to be participating in the fight. 
Oh, you feel like, yeah, Gravelbeak doesn't look like he's getting up. Oh, I know he's oh, not going to get up, but like somebody tried to cast, so yeah. who knows. But uh, we'll go ahead and attack uh, other nameless goblin. Mocha, is that what we're calling yeah. him? Um, that is only a uh, 16. That does hit that person. Then that is going to be only nine points of damage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, considering they only have two hit points left, nine will render that person unconscious and well on their way into the afterlife. So Mocha drops, leaving two goblins standing. Um, did you did you want to do any moves? So are you gonna stay where you're at? Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and move uh, up to here just to ensure they don't get too involved. Okay, so you kind of step over the fallen form of Gravelbeak to get up next to Sliver. And we're at Tommy. I'm going to go after Bam again. Bam on the table with the mace. All right. So that is a uh, 17 to hit. 17 on Bam is exactly what we need. All right. Bam takes 10 points of sword damage. And Bam only had nine points of hit points. So... Yeah, you rake him across the thighs, and he tumbles forward, falling unconscious at your feet, leaving only one goblin on their feet now at this point. Do you want to move? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll move north a little bit just to be next to Corda, but my roll twenty's frozen, so we'll just assume just two north. There we go. I got you. Yep. Yeah. All right, Darun. Uh, so Darun's going to come back behind Corda and cast a healing on her. Okay. Um, so that's going to be the leave cast moderate or cure light. Oh, cure moderate wounds. So that's two d four. Yeah. Plus my spell level. Cure moderate is two d two d eight. Two d eight. Oh well, I'll two d eight plus five. So that's uh, 16 points back to her. All um, right. Smack her on the flank. Yep. And then um, I am going to then, uh is just going to try to, right in front of everybody, but Corda's going to run now that she's feeling better, right up to Sliver. All right. So basically you run up, smack her with a hill, and like, get in there, girl. Yeah, go get a girl. <laughs> She's been a bad rolls for her though. My goodness. <laughs> I mean, was that cocked? Would you yeah, say I would one? say who was okay. cocked. Oh, there we go. So finally, uh a twenty-two to hit. Twenty-two to hit sliver does hit. With acid maw too, so that's gonna be nice. I'm getting to get get here. So it's going to be three points of regular damage and three points of acid damage. All right, so a searing bite. It's my turn. Oh, and uh, see, we get a trip, try to trip, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that is a 19. 19 against Sliver CMD, which is, survey says, an 18. Dang it. You are trapped. Rude. Finally, that's the first trip she's ever had successfully, you realize. <laughs> okay, Sliver hits the ground. Um, all right, Zinnia. Okay, Zinnia is sick of this, so she's just going to magic missile 
Still very <laughs> nope, good. Fair enough. So, so six damage. Ah, it was looking so good for him, but now, yeah, things are not going well. Okay, but he is prone and basically kind of pinned in there. If he stands up, he will be provoking. So he will rel- relinquish his bow and uh, pull out his arming sword and take a, he'll just s- slash a quarter from the ground at a penalty from attacking prone. Very unlikely that is going to hit with the penalties because I think it's like minus four attacking from prone, but he did roll well. Um, minus four plus five. So uh, 18 to hit Corda. That hits Corda. Does. Yep. Again, she's a wolf. She doesn't get to have fancy armor. All right. Well, he does six damage to Corda attacking. She's fine now though. And, um, the archer has no, no line of sight because he's kind of behind that. Um, Gordon will actually kind of do an attack around the corner. He gets a bonus for being prone, but a penalty for being around the corner. Does not hit. And that, I mean, other than general case that's going around, uh, that's their turn. Trunk. The guy's prone next to you. Yes, I, I do not understand why you would not have simply left. And that is a 18 to hit. Yeah, because he's a minus 4 AC. Very easy target. As you plunge your, your spear down into his prone body. 13 damage. And wiggle it a bit until he stops moving, which he does, in fact, stop moving. (sighs) Part of movement, then, I will go back over to Gravelbeak, grab him. We're going to have a slight conversation before he's dead. Oh, no. There are a lot of witnesses to the carnage that you have wrought. They'll learn not to invade other people's homes, then. Gravelbeak's not dead? He's dying. But Sliver is still taking acid damage from the bite. Okay. So if that doesn't. Are we out of initiative? Well, we are. We're going to be out of initiative. And as uh, we'll have to figure out who is dying and or dead. But looking at the time, once again, you have vanquished the goblins. (laughs) Standing victorious atop your foes. Mm -hmm. And I think we've got at least one more episode to wrap this up. Rogue again. All right. Okay. And I would look over at the dwarves, my new dwarf friends. Are they impressed? Um, <laughs> yeah, there's, they're all hiding behind the chairs. And uh, then, yeah, there's so going to be Im- like a standing ovation. They're so impressed. Cheering. They've sprouted beards <laughs> in honor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Okay. Well, there's, there was the bloodshed I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> You yeah. were, you were feeling a bit stabby. I said, I, yeah, yeah. I but I didn't get the a magic splint- missile. Hmm. You know, I wanted that splintered spear to hit, and oh. it didn't. Hey, you yeah. know, I understand that. I I wanted Gravelbeak to be able to perform the way he was built, and mm. <laughs> you know, you can have a really good character and really bad roles, and it's like. Mm-hmm. Well, he had that lance inside of his body for a period of time. Starting that was... out losing over half your hit health again. Yeah. yeah. The second time in the same day. <laughs> that poor guy. He was just... Because you got to think, 24 hours before that, Gravelbeak was riding high. Yeah. <laughs> he was sitting on his chair. Like, know, gosh, lazy boy. coming up Gravelbeak. <laughs> People were saying, oh, you're such a great, great chief. Yeah. All right. Well... Thanks, guys. No problem. All right. Till next time. Till next time. time. 
Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed our show and want more, please leave us a rating and review on whichever platform you use. And of course, feel free to share us on social media. We'll be back next week with more adventures in the world of TELUS. To tide you over, you can read more about the cast, characters, and the world of TELUS at AdventuresEdgeRPG.com.